and welcome to this podcast at Evidence-Based Nursing. My name is Dr. Helen Noble and I'm a lecturer in Health Services Research at Queen's University, Belfast. I'd like to introduce Felix Norton. Hi. Good morning, Felix. Can I firstly ask uh, you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your current position? Yes. So I'm a health psychologist and I have a position of senior research associate within the behavioural science group at the University of Cambridge. And I'm also a Society for the Study of Addiction academic fellow. And most of my research really focuses on developing and evaluating smoking cessation interventions with a sort of particular focus on the use of new technologies and how these can help smokers to quit. Thank you. And can you tell me then a little bit about what we already know in relation to use of e-cigarettes and associated reduction smoking? Okay, so I think everybody knows that e-cigarettes have have taken the world by storm in a way. Um, In the UK, there are around 2 million people who uh, are using e-cigarettes. Interestingly, among smokers, around 18% of smokers uh, currently use e-cigarettes, and around half of all smokers have ever used an e-cigarette. So it's quite a common device to be used by uh, this particular population. The people who use them are almost exclusively uh, smokers or former smokers. You get very few people who've never smoked using them. Um, so, And most people who do use them report doing so to help them to stop smoking tobacco. So it does uh, appear to be primarily something people use as a sort of smoking cessation aid, um, and it's taken over as the most common um, aid that, that people use when they do uh, attempt to, to stop smoking. What's much less clear is what the relationship is with people actually successfully being able to quit smoking um, when using e-cigarettes. And um, there are, is a real lack of longitudinal studies that uh, have sort of followed smokers for a period of time to explore what happens when they use e-cigarettes and follows them up over time to see um, if, you know, after a period of time, those people who use e-cigarettes more likely to have quit than those people who have not. And this is very much where this particular study, this is the sort of gap this particular study was trying to address. Okay, thank you. So can you tell me then what the authors of the study actually did? Okay, so they they did a web-based longitudinal survey. So that means what they did is they they had 4,000 smokers who completed a survey online at, at what's called baseline, so at the beginning of the study, and they followed those smokers up Um, for one year, and they were interested to know uh, about their e-cigarette use and their smoking behaviour at the end of that period. And they were really looking at three main things. So among those people at baseline, so at the beginning of the study, who were either using e-cigarettes daily or occasionally, or they hadn't used them at all, is e-cigarette use associated with people making quit attempts. So is there a difference between those people using e-cigarettes in a different way when followed them, when they follow them up at the end of the one-year period? So they're interested in uh, quit attempts over that period. They're also interested in, at the end of that period, where people who were either using e-cigarettes daily or non-daily or not at all, were they any more likely uh, to have quit smoking at the end of these 12 months? And then finally, they were interested in looking at, among those people who didn't report using e-cigarettes at the beginning of the study, but did at some point during the study 
um, to you know up until the, the follow-up one year later, were they um, compared to people who didn't use e-cigarettes at all? Were they more likely to have reported substantially reducing um, their tobacco use at that point? Okay, and so what did they find? Okay, well, they firstly found that around a third of the sample had reported ever using an e-cigarette, um, and uh, around a fifth, so 20%, at baseline, reported currently using them. Now, when they looked at people who reported using e-cigarettes um, on a daily basis at baseline, when they followed those people up, they found that 65% of them had um, made a quit attempt over that one-year period. And that was compared to 44% of people who didn't report using any e-cigarettes. When they looked at reducing their smoking, they also found that those who people who at follow-up were using, reported using e-cigarettes, they were more likely to have reduced their smoking compared to people who weren't using them. But what's quite interesting was when they sort of followed up people who reported using e-cigarettes at baseline, when they followed them up at the end of the study, they found people who were using e-cigarettes on a daily basis were no more likely to have quit smoking than those people who reported not using them. And actually, if you look at the proportions in each group, it actually, you get a, a smaller proportion. So 8% of daily e-cigarette users were reported having uh, stopped smoking compared to 13% of people who weren't reporting using e-cigarettes at baseline. So you actually get things in the direction in favor of people not using e-cigarettes, which is you know, a, a quite an interesting finding. This wasn't statistically significant, so um, the, the conclusion was that there was no difference between groups. But it was certainly interesting to observe that. Yes, yes, very interesting. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about the strengths and the weaknesses of the methods that the authors used in the study? Okay, well, uh, this is a, a good quality study. Um, as I mentioned before, there aren't there weren't very many longitudinal studies, um, and this longitudinal design is definitely a strength. And because they recruited a group of smokers, some of whom had been using e-cigarettes, um, this was another strength because some other studies in the past had looked to find people who used e-cigarettes and then um, kind of compared them to people who didn't. So they, this was a definite strength of the study. Um, they also went one better on a lot of previous studies by doing a better job of measuring e-cigarette use. A lot of prior studies had sort of split people into either people who have reported using e-cigarettes, you know, in the last month versus those people who didn't. But they didn't identify the difference between occasional use and daily use, whereas Leonie Bros and colleagues in this paper did make that distinction. So they compared people who used e-cigarettes uh, e on a daily basis versus people who, who were doing so occasionally. And that's important because if e-cigarettes are, are going to help people to quit smoking, then it's probably a requirement for them to use them fairly regularly in the same way as you would find with nic nicotine replacement therapies. One sort of main downside um, of this type of study is the fact that it's an observational study. Um, and that's that's a potential issue because they're following people who decide to do certain things um, under their own steam. So, for example, people who decide to use e-cigarettes may be different to those people who decide not to use e-cigarettes. And in fact, actually in the literature, you find that the substantial minority of people who choose to use e-cigarettes 
that actually don't intend to stop smoking tobacco. And they, they do that to sort of reduce the amount they smoke, but not specifically to stop. And, and among this small, small but still sort of significant minority, you find that they're, they're sort of much less motivated to quit smoking. So if you followed a, a group of those and compared them to people who didn't use e-cigarettes, then it wouldn't be that surprising to find that they'd be less likely to quit than people who didn't use e-cigarettes. And that's one of the problems with this sort of design of study, is you can't really, or at least it's very difficult, to disentangle um, the differences between people who choose to use e-cigarettes versus those who don't. So that's, uh, that's certainly one of the challenges, and that's often why randomised controlled trials are so useful, because people don't choose, they're allocated to either use an e-cigarette or not use one. Um, and in that case, you can be much more sure about whether an e-cigarette is the thing that's changing the behaviour rather than the something about that person that might explain why they, they do or don't quit um, in this case. And this, this might explain why the findings of this study are different to the findings of the small number of randomised controlled trials that have been undertaken so far that have shown that, that have sort of found results in favour of e-cigarettes helping people to quit, although there aren't uh, enough trials at the moment, and those trials that, that are out there have too sort of few people participating in them. So it's still, um, we don't have any sort of conclusive findings uh, from the sort of trial uh, literature, but they're certainly showing different things, and that may be because of differences in the people who are uh, choosing e-cigarettes. Yes. Okay, thank you. That's all very interesting. Can you, can you tell me what you think are the main implications for clinical practice from this study? Probably the main sort of implication is that people who, who use e-cigarettes on a daily basis uh, are more likely to reduce an attempt to quit smoking than the non-users, um, although they're not any more likely to report uh, abstinence. So, so that, that's probably the main findings from this particular study. But the story doesn't really stop there because what the uh, authors of this particular paper did was they did some further analysis reported in Nicotine and Tobacco Research, which is another um, journal. And they found that when they restricted their analyses to just people who were using more sophisticated e-cigarettes, often referred to as tanks, um, mm. these people who were using, using tanks on a daily basis were actually more likely to have reported quitting at the end of the study compared to people who were using less sophisticated devices. This is a field where the technology of e-cigarettes is rapidly um, advancing and so each new generation of e-cigarettes become more and more effective at delivering nicotine. So it's, it sort of does make sense that more devices that are better at delivering nicotine are likely to be more effective at helping people to quit smoking. So this is, this is an interesting kind of sort of twist to this particular um, study. We still got the same problem as before is that because it's an observational study we don't know if there's something about people who choose these particular devices that may explain why they are more likely to quit compared to people who don't choose these particular devices. So this type of study is still not really the best type to address that particular question, um, but it certainly suggests that more effective devices in terms of nicotine delivery may be better at helping people to quit smoking. Okay, okay, thank you. And finally, what one final message 
do you think our listeners can take from this research? Well, I think it's probably connected to my previous point that the type of product that people use is likely to be a key factor in whether e-cigarettes are effective or not. And because devices are improving all the time, um, they're likely to, to increase their effectiveness. So I think that's, that's a key message with this literature. Felix, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you.